All right, welcome back to another bonus episode. I told you guys I was going to try to do these a little more often. So today is is one of the best days to do this episode, honestly, because there is a plethora of sports topics to be talking about. This is the rare season where you have football, baseball, and basketball all going at the same time. Maybe hard to keep up sometimes, but when you uh, compile it all, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. You, you always have something to watch. Last night, there were three options at any time. You could have watched Thursday Night Football. You could have watched the, uh, the basketball doubleheader, even though I don't know why you would, because both games are pretty terrible until the end. Uh, the Warriors game was the only decent one. And then uh, you had baseball. Dodgers looking to battle back from a 3-1 versus the Braves. Similar situation as last year. As a Braves hater, I'm loving it right now. Um, I guess we can start there. Chris Taylor. Holy shit, dude. Guy goes, guy goes yard three times. AJ Pollock goes yard twice. I mean, five total home runs. That's that's insane. From two players. Um. I'm liking the Dodgers' chances now because they got their two aces going the last two games. Um, and, of course, the Braves, morale-wise, going up 3-1 and then losing uh, game five. Now it's 3-2. It's kind of like, oh, shit, it's happening again type thing. And I hope it does because I don't like the Braves. I wish them no success. And uh, even though I don't like the Dodgers either, because Chase Utley is a is a war criminal, um, and they employed Trevor Bauer, but I kind of want to see, I, I mean, not kind, I do want to see Astros versus Dodgers rematch. I think that would be the the best tension, because I mean, like, if the if the Astros and Braves go, or the Red Sox and the Braves go, or the Red Sox and the Dodgers go, I guess the Red Sox Dodgers is also a rematch, a recent rematch. But there's not going to be as much tension as if the Astros and Dodgers are playing for the World Series again. This time, hopefully, with no uh, buzzers or garbage cans or center field cameras or anything of that nature. Um, but hey, fuck it. Even if they do use it, that was one of the most entertaining World Series in recent memory. So whatever. That's enough baseball. Probably lost whatever viewers or listeners I had just by talking about baseball first. But going to basketball Steph Curry is ridiculous the guy started 9 of 9 and 5 of 5 from 3 in the first quarter significantly cooled off in the second I think he went 0 for like his next 6 or 7 um, but he finished with 45 points uh, the Warriors narrowly hold on they went at home uh, shout out to Eric Bledsoe for not making two three-pointers. So that's clutch. That was good for the parlay. Warriors could be really scary this season. Um, they're getting, hopefully they're going to get Clay back at the right time. Obviously everyone knows the value that he brings uh, to, a, to a team. Um, Draymond, he's got to do what Draymond does. He's got to have those five, four, and nine stat lines gotta be in contention for defensive player of the year Wiggins I was listening to Steph Curry's post-game interview last night and he was saying like 
talking about Wiggins make, taking the next step. I, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure that we all agreed as an NBA community that that just wasn't ever gonna happen. I mean, I get that Curry's on live TV there and he has to kind of like hype up his team, but Wiggins is what Wiggins is, and I think Wiggins is gonna be what Wiggins is forever. So, and he's not a bad player. By any means, okay? But when you take a guy number one overall, you have expectations of of all NBA first teams, possible MVPs, that guy being the main piece on a champion on your championship team. And now I mean obviously that hasn't happened and obviously it's not going to happen. But uh Wiggins is crucial to the to the Warriors success. If he can be that second option until Clay comes back and then be that third guy when he does come back I think I think that the Warriors could be a top four seed in the West we forget that these guys were so good it was unfair a couple years ago now granted they did have KD but still they were so good it was unfair without KD and those guys all have skill sets you know they're, they're not like uh Derrick Rose or Russell Westbrook type players where, you know, their, their athleticism is going to tail off towards the end of their careers. They have skill sets. They're shooting. They're shooters. That shit sticks, okay? You can shoot. If you can shoot, you can shoot. Ray Allen was shooting until he was old. Making huge shots in the twilight of his career. Shooters can shoot. For the Clippers, just got to hold on. Really just got to buckle down and just grind out these wins because I'm hearing Kawhi around the all-star break maybe and I honestly I'm thinking probably a little bit later than that so you're gonna get what like 15 max regular season games from Kawhi it's looking like 20 you really gotta grind out as many because 20 games if you're out of it by then that 20 games isn't gonna save you I mean with the playing it might and I doubt they'll be that bad to where by the time Kawhi comes back, they're not even going to be sniffing the play-in. Because I think Paul George can do enough. I think Reggie Jackson can do a little bit. Obviously, he didn't have the best game this game. But Terrence Mann, he's got to take that jump. Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris, is a he, he's an all-time ankle-biter, man. That guy gets angry at everything. Every time I watch him, he's fucking pushing around with somebody. The Bucks got blown out by the Heat. Just a, I mean, an important win for the Heat. Obviously, that's that's a that's a pretty decent rivalry that's been going the past few years. I'm, I'm a fan of that. I hope we see that in the playoffs again. Because obviously, we had the the Heat gentlemen sweeping the Bucks in the bubble. See you later. And then we had the Bucks returning the favor in the first round last year, sweeping the Heat. I hope we see a a rubber match. You know, all, all the great rivalries need a rubber match. You know, you gotta have three to see who wins two out of three. It's only three, you know. It's like magic and bird. Tyler Harrow put up 27. I guess he's hearing the bubble boy slander. I mean, it's one game. It's whatever. I mean, shooters can get hot. But if he is gonna be that guy this year, then he could be back to where they were in the bubble. At that level. I mean, Bam played great. Jimmy played great. Got Duncan Robinson. I'm a huge fan of his podcast. He didn't really play that well, but he didn't need to. Beat the Bucks by 42. Is that 32? Yeah, 32. 
No, 42. I'm stupid. Oh, my God. Um, the Hawks also blew out the Mavericks. Don't really care about that game. The Mavericks started really slow last year. They'll figure it out. Once again, playing. They'll be playing for something at the end of the year. Now, moving into football. Not the most exciting game last night. Browns 17, Broncos 14. The Browns improved to 4-3 with Case Keenum under center. Broncos fall 3-4. Uh, I don't think Teddy should have been in that game for the second half. Man. He just didn't have it. He didn't have it. He finished 23-33 with 187 yards and two touchdowns and one pick. I, I mean, I just didn't... His, his foot was clearly bothering him. He was limping around. I mean, and... I get that Drew Locke isn't the best. I know he's a friend of the pod. A poster with Drew Locke's face on it in my room. But he's not the best quarterback. But he should have gone in there. I mean, he's at least going to try to sling it, help bring you back. But that was a real slow, grinded out game. Shout out to Darrenish Johnson. His first start, 22 carries, buck 46, and a tud on the ground. What a guy. He, he really was not going to let his opportunity slip away. He was running hard as shit. He was keeping his legs churning. He was cutting. He was putting his foot in the ground and just changing directions at a pace that the Broncos' defense could not keep up with. I mean, half of his runs were just him putting his foot in the ground and bouncing it, and they just had no idea what to do. Shout out to DeErnest. I picked him up on the waiver wire this week. Plugged him in. 24 points, if I'm not mistaken. Good for him. Case Keenum. I heard a lot of people saying that, you know, Case Keenum was expected to fill Baker's shoes kind of gracefully, and he did just that. Um, 21 to 33, 199 yards and a touchdown, zero interceptions. Um, just the familiar, familiar, I don't know how to pronounce that word. I'm not even going to try and embarrass myself, but Case Keenum being familiar with the Stefanski system. And all the Minnesota ties make him a top-tier backup. He's a top-tier backup in the league, and he showed it. He, he plugged in against the Broncos team that's quite mid, and he did his job, and they grinded out a Brown-style win on the ground. And that's all that you need from him. Um, going forward, I don't know who the, the, uh, the Browns and Broncos play next. I'm going to look at it. Oh, it's already week... No, it's not week eight. Whatever. Well, the NFL app is not being my friend right now. I don't know why. But um, the Colts... I guess I'll just get into a little Colts talk before I uh, sign off. Colts are playing on Sunday night. They're playing against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Two and four Colts, two and three Niners. Wait, what? Did they already have their buy? Oh, yeah, I guess they did. I'm kind of nervous for this game. Obviously, because the last time the Colts were on primetime football, they made a fool of themselves. They played excellent for three and a half quarters and then shit the bed on national television. I'm just so glad that Peyton Manning wasn't broadcasting that one. I'm so glad that was on his off week. Uh, 
I, I would hate for him to have to narrate his Colts falling apart like that. I think they're back this week, though, which is awesome, because this is another Geno Smith game. Seahawks are still yet to bring Cam into the building, so I guess they're just punting on the whole damn year. But uh, the Colts is obviously, I would consider this a must win for the Colts, because this is kind of uh, one of the more cupcake teams you're going to get. The 49ers aren't even a bad team, but you got to take this game here. You can't yeah, fall into two and five. Not ideal. Not ideal. You need Pittman to step up. He was he was quiet last game, but you know that was just because they were blowing the doors off of the uh, Texans from the start, pretty much. But Pittman's gonna have to take advantage. I'm pretty sure the 49ers have some injuries in the secondary. They're gonna have to take advantage of that. But other than that, they can just grind this game out, hopefully. I'm not sure what Quentin Nelson's status is. I don't think that he'll... He's Actually, I think that he was practicing this week, so... He probably should be in there. You, you could just probably grind this game out. I don't really care who's at quarterback for the Niners. Jimmy G's, whatever. But Trey Lance, I guess, is... I, I guess I prefer Trey Lance just because of the lack of experience. But even if Jimmy G starts... Chance we're probably gonna see see uh, Trey Lance by halftime because Jimmy G is made out of glass. Gonna need another big performance of Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Taylor, Ooh. Julian Blackman torn Achilles, ruined my entire day the other day. Just horrible news. Um, one of our rookie standouts from last season plays his ass off, brings a huge spark to the defense that has been playing phenomenally. I mean, just just horrible luck. I feel I feel terrible for the guy. Wishing him a speedy recovery. Um, hope he's back next year stronger than ever. That Achilles is tough though. And, you know, just shout out the Colts defense. They've been playing amazing. Uh, three points. Old Davis Mills only scored three off of them. They played great against Lamar. They were forcing turnovers, and in the end, they were just so tired when it mattered. So tired. I was so mad at Frank Reich's timeout management that game. I mean, the defense was visual. You could visibly see that they were sucking wind. You got two timeouts in overtime, Frank. You might not get the ball if you don't use one of them. So it was whatever. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all my blabbering about the Colts. Covered the three sports that I uh, I set out to. So uh, I think I'm gonna cut it right here. Make sure you guys check out the uh, the newest jersey dynasty podcast episode it's on the main channel jersey dynasty podcast um and stay tuned for the uh the next one dropping on wednesday other than that thank you guys for listening and stay tuned on this channel for the next one of these it's probably going to come within the next few days just because i got a lot of free time in the mornings and i'm pretty bored so